This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Two experienced managers and industry professionals bring you insight to their take on the modern-day music business and how they mentally approach the professions of management. So join Blasco and Mike Mowry as they cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant towards developing artists. Managemental Podcasts, available at JabberjawMedia.com. Do you constantly fuck up and think you're the victim, but are running out of excuses to justify said fuck-ups? Can I plead the fifth on this one? Don't fear. Michael Keane will show you the way. Allow us to introduce the faceless blog of lies and excuses to fans. Keep up to date on your excuses so you don't tell people your grandmother died. Twice. Oh, that grandma knows my meme on that died. I'm talking about my Gigi this time. Lying to fans is important, and this help help guide will help with mastering the art of posting really long messages on social media that no one will take the time to read. Yeah, I'm gonna take the same thing. The West Memphis three. What was uh, the Alfred uh, Alfred plea on this one? The faceless blog of lies and excuses to fans is a must read for talented liars trying to keep the fans they really don't give a shit about. I'm the victim. Make sure your grandmother doesn't die three times. Oh, this is my great grandmother's step. Grandmother, oh damn it! Send flowers. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host Brandon Hahn and Petter Spite. You proud of yourself? <sighs> yeah, I'm good with that one. All right, I'm let's good go. With that. Hi guys, Metal Sucks Podcast back again. I'm your host Brandon Hahn, and I'm always joined by the other host Petter Spite here. What's and, going on? And we will be interviewing uh, James Hart. From 18 Visions, their reunion album is coming out here um, June 2nd. Just a swell human being, that James Hart. So June 2nd, yeah, the album's called 18, guys. Um, We will be playing two tracks uh, off that record. But, uh, yeah, when we did the interview, we didn't have the record. And then we got it, like, the next day. So I actually got to listen to the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, dude, we'll talk about it afterwards. That's always fun, by the way. Like, Uh, especially, like, when you're talking to them and they're like, so you guys got it? And we're like, no. Sorry. And we talk, we do talk about it in the interview. And then we kind of have to put it on them. We're just kind of like, it's your guys' fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I it's, mean, it's not the band's fault, yeah. but it's like someone's fault on their end. We're just like, it's 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 kind of your fault, but uh, but, we're, but we're not mad. We're not mad. So, uh, yeah. We'll be true. patient. So that, that interview is coming up, guys. Uh, but before, as always, we're going to talk about the news. One thing we did want to do, because um, we did actually say last week to do some ice. Uh, if you guys can uh, check out the iTunes and do some reviews we got some reviews back so um whenever we get a a, a kind of negative one that's constructive criticism i'd like to share it on the show right we got one this week i don't if someone just says hey you guys are dumb and i hate you eh, we don't care about that stuff. yeah you know that can can be constructive i guess if you want to look at it that way <laughs> there's really not much we can like, change okay, on that hmm, that doesn't help how do us i too make much. this person not hate me it sounds like kill yourself and it'll be okay but we're not going to do that we're yeah. not going to kill ourselves but that is be, that, okay if you're telling us to kill ourselves that is constructive though you're like you know what do something i'm like you know what i like this guy yeah i like how he's you being honest Honest with me. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee our next uh, two or one star review will be like, kill yourself. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, like, kill yourself. So, Wait, it'll be a, ha- a smiley face or a winky face or something. We got, we, uh, let's start off positive. We got a couple five star reviews. One of them uh, was from a Slotherson1234. I like what they wrote. It's like, it's, this is what they wrote. It's like the old guys were Dave Mustaine and elite types, and these new dudes are Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. They make me laugh or roll my eyes. Totally love them. That's a nice review, whoever okay, that person I'll take was. That. No disrespect to the older guys. Though. No, no, not at all. No, not dude, at all. Trust me. The Godfathers, we got nothing more respect for Chuck and Godless. Uh, anyway, so uh, another decent review we got was from, I just like the name Metal BBC. What is mm-hmm. that? I don't know. I'm guessing English. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Or Big Black Hawk, one or the other. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but they said uh, they're just like Brandon Pete, good host, whatever. Uh, now, this is the one that is the two-star review. Now, we're going to try to take this guy's constructive criticism. Uh, it's by a guy named Bungletronics. I okay. think that's his God-given name. But the point is, is that... It's a good uh, name. It's a good name. Stands we're- out. As, as long as it wasn't Bungletronics 76 or something like that. I agree. Now, no. Bungletronics, we're going to try to get your two-star review. We want it to get to three stars. So we're going to take what you said here and kind of you know work on it. So don't give up on us yet, buddy. We've only been doing here 14 minutes, 14 episodes, right? Right. Yeah, and, this and is Pete, episode 15. And Pete told me to not say anything nasty because he goes, hey, it could have been a one star. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, he gives two You're stars. right. So yeah, there's we, hope here. So exactly. So it's not bottom of the barrel. We're not total dog shit. No. We're just like shit. 
And, and, and like I said, he gave us constructive criticism, which is totally fair. Okay. Because we know we can get better. Mm-hmm. But we just need to know Not which, which I'm route. You're, you're, I'm amazing. <laughs> All right. So here, I'm going to read his review. Um, he wrote, I think Chuck and the other guy, which was godless, were slightly better hosts of this podcast. Uh, I find myself only listening to the new guys when there is a guest who I really like. It was the same for me with the previous hosts, but I found myself listening to more of their podcasts in general. I am sick of listening to this drive time radio banter from the two hosts. It's too much shtick, and I can't stand the radio voice. If I wanted to listen to terrestrial radio, I would. Please get better hosts. I think that means fire us. Uh, change the format to a less of a radio vibe and then turn it more into a podcast, not a radio show. Get with the times. So not a mean review. I okay. mean, a little mean, yeah. but not too mean. Yeah, well, you know, other than, I don't know if, I don't know if say, fire us is, fire us is constructive criticism. That's like, no, they're, they're dog shit. You can do better. Nah, Come on, guys. It's, it, you know, like I said, we're, we're still new. Come on, it. Metal Sucks. Cough up better budget. <laughs> get better people. <laughs> get better people. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, I, I got to thinking, because I am not a radio person. I am. You are. See, that's the thing. Like, I, here's the one thing that, that drives me crazy, though. Like, oh, yeah, radio voice. I'm like, uh, this is just my regular voice. This is how I sound. And you mine know? as well. Exactly. So we right? can't change our it's voices. Just, it's just a healthy mix of, of emphysema and shame. You know, I mean, that's like what I have. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, but what I did is because I want to research. And like I said, I want to get this two star review to a three star review. Mm-hmm. I went and got a clip from actual terrestrial radio and I got a clip from a podcast mm. so I can hear the difference. And so can our listeners. Okay. Here's and like I said, this is you actually doing your job, making your six. Yeah, figures. This is how I make this money. is your terrestrial this radio. Is, this is how I make money. Now, granted, I don't this go is what by, he does for a living. Yeah, I don't go by Brandon Hahn over the air. I got a different radio name that I use. Yes. So here's a clip. Ten past the hour. It's chaotic. Craig in the morning on WPIP. <laughs> Let's check in with traffic, Dick. What's going on down on the streets? Hey, we got an accident over here on 95. Thanks, traffic, Dick. Hey! Oh, and on the phone, we have a very special guest. What are your favorites? It's Pepe. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're not Pepe. It's Chow Yun Chan. Yes, Chow Yun Chan. It's me. It's me. It's me. Yes, yes. <laughs> you scallywag. All right, guys. Here's some Godsmack upside your head on WPIP. Hey! Right. All right. More, I don't know. I don't see any problem with that's that. That's a morning zoo. It's irritating. Now, see, the thing irritating? is. Irritating? What are you talking about? That is sheer talent. That's, <laughs> that's your that's your. That paycheck. is sheer originality right there. Yeah, we I, had a guy speaking in an Asian voice. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Such, such, no hack humor there whatsoever. Edge. It's cutting on edge. The terrestrial. But that is terrestrial radio. Now, um, obviously, we're borderlining that. So we need to be more podcasts. So I was like, all right, let me go out. Let me hear some more podcasts. I listen to like a lot of uh, one man shows, you mm-hmm. know, like the Bill Burrow podcast, stuff like that. So I don't get that whole vibe. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me see what that's like. And uh, I got this clip of an actual podcast. Yeah, this is a team, though. Yeah, it's a team. It's yeah, two guys like is, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what it was. So maybe, maybe it's a sports podcast. Maybe, so don't listen to like the relevance. But this is just so how like, they talk. Maybe maybe this is what Bungle Taint wants us to sound like. You Bungletronics. Know? Oh, Bungletronics. Yes. How can you say LeBron James is the best is better than LeBron James? He led every decade. Here's a word from our sponsor. Jump into the fire. <laughs> yeah. What? So, what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what? What are you talking like about? Like you did the jump into the fire. It's like our worst bit. So you just made, that's Terrell. You just made my podcast where guys are screaming over each other because that's what a lot of podcasts do. You just made a terrestrial radio by putting no, that jump into the fire. I don't know what you're fire. talking about, dude. You're full of shit. All right, we're trying. I'm trying to get this up to a three star review. Uh, so. I, I, hey, don't know. Tell, I'm trying to get it up to a three star. I don't want to talk over each other. Okay, that's so bad. That's a lot of podcasts too. When I was listening, I think we're professional in that aspect. So, anyways, we're working on it. Is the point? So, those are our two mediums: our terrestrial radio, our podcast, talking over each other radio. We're trying to find a middle ground. Here. We're going to find the middle ground. If it's our voices, we're fucked, and we're stuck with our two star review. But I really thank Bungletronics. If you hang in there, maybe you know. Because we got good guests coming too, maybe yeah. that's gonna help us yeah. out. <laughs> but we're gonna get that three star well, review. Well, I just want to bungle titties. Thank you so much <laughs> for the two star review again. 
You I, know, it's better than a one, so so I'm thankful for yes. that. And I hope I hope he's a Mr. Bungle fan, because I am too. So right. I mean we just got, you know, we're we're, we're That we're could probably, be it. That could be it. So again, thank it you. also it also could be anything else. So anyways. Thank you, Bungle Twat. Moving on. You just you're gonna keep by your 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 terrestrial radio jokes, you're gonna keep us at a two star review because you keep saying his name incorrectly on purpose and you're adding derogatory terms. I don't to know it. what you're talking about. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. Bungle troll can be what he wants to be. <laughs> so we're moving forward. To, to the news you know do we, we need a sounder do we yeah, need, like, we need, a, do we need a, a drive time radio sounder where it's like hey, poor, news no you try to do that remember i talked you out of it last week bro. yeah you're right you're right so hey man it's where i come from it's the school of thought yeah so anyways uh into the news stories uh the big drama of the week is the drama filled band we just <laughs> did a little clip about uh the faceless michael Keane. more drama there's nothing but drama in this band. It's, it's unfortunate because I've seen them live about three times, and they bring it. They're a great live band. Love all three of their records. It's amazing they only have three records. I mean, I remember seeing them with, like, Like This City back in the day, and it was like, this band is going to be special. And they just fucking keep doing this drama. So the drama on this uh, week's episode of The Faceless with Michael Keane. <laughs> so, this, so this happens quite regularly. Oh, all the time. All the time. I mean, the, the, the band replacements, the tour cancellations, yada, yada, yada. Uh, what ended up happening is that there was a tour, uh, I believe the tour company from Australia, New Zealand, is called Soundworks. Um, they were trying to book this tour with these guys. The manager booked the flights for them four times, according to the manager, and then the facials just didn't show up any of these times. Now, personally, on my level, if I booked a flight for you and I paid for it and you just no-called, no-showed on that flight, I don't get my money back. I just lost money, right? Right. Okay. I would fucking throw a conniption. All right. Absolutely. I would be very angry. For this to happen four times, obviously someone wasn't not, you know, not showing the anger. Because to book a flight, you're booking band, crew, all that, right? So minimal 10, 15? What do you I think? would imagine. I yeah. think 10, right? Minimal. So to I New mean, Zealand. It's, it, yeah, it's to expensive. Australia. It's expensive to get bands to go places it's fucking highly expensive so we're looking at like 10 grand in flights just missed right probably maybe more okay so um obviously and i don't know where that money comes from i don't know if the booking person like maybe soundworks pays for those flights i'm not sure how that works exactly so but just in theoretical cash money okay we're looking at 10 grand missed so nothing i guess is said to the manager and the band uh, facelift, the Michael Keane, we'll just go with that at all. So by the fourth time, the tour gets canceled, yada, yada, yada. Fans are all irate because it's like, dude, you know, they get, they get to see a great live band. Um, and then the manager goes on and, and sends out a, 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 a Facebook or whatever saying, you know, this is not my fault. This is the band's fault, you know, straight up. And oh, the, wow. So he threw the band under the bus. Well, yeah, he threw the band under the bus. Uh, but because he was thrown under the bus because obviously, you know, Soundworks doesn't band, work with him anymore. Okay, but what and I'm the, saying. And then the band responded, mm-hmm. right? After the four flights are missed, after everything, the band was like, hey, guys, we got all our equipment stolen, right? A week ago or something like that. And, and so it's like you stop and you think and you're like, all right, dude, if your equipment was stolen, all right. There's ways to let people know that. Yeah. And then there's ways to f- have your your team, your management team, and also the promoter to figure out how to get your equipment right. And then he went into detail of like, oh, but we got these, you know, uh, click tracks, all these things, sounders, whatever that they need in order to do that. They got saxophone solos and stuff like that, which they do on their last record, um, from which was 2012. Amazing enough, which five mm-hmm. years ago. That's another thing. I'm like, wow. So, anyways, the point is, is that. It's just kind of another bullshit excuse. And eventually, this band's going to have to look in the mirror and realize the talent that they have, all the good stuff they put out, the, the constant lineup changes, you know, <clears throat> that they're going to lose what could have been. They, they, they easily could have been a... Uh, Once a band screws over the fans, the fans never forget that. It's nah, very hard. It's, so hard it's very back. hard to come back from that. Like, I can only think of... Maybe like Guns N' Roses that has that have fucked over more fans. Which is amazing, but you're right. They they came back so strong. I'll never understand that. Yeah. I'll never understand that. Like if Knock Misty all, all of a sudden comes back like super strong after what Blake Judd did, I would be like amazed. Like I don't forgive that because fans are hard to keep, especially in this world. Like you got to at least treat them with some with sort respect. of respect. Be a pro. Yeah. Just be a pro. If you're going to book a show and you can't make it, there's a million legitimate reasons people can't make it. You know, getting your equipment stolen is 
one of them, but that should have been posted a long time ago if that's the truth. Well, especially if it's getting your equipment stolen. Like, all of your equipment. All of your if all of your equipment got stolen. Mm-hmm. First things first, you always you first off you call the cops and then you make sure you go on social media and say, Hey, look, if you've seen this guitar, if you've seen this, if you've seen that, you make sure that There's it's There's a out police there. report. Yes. Uh, exactly. And but all you that got stuff. but but the thing is especially if it's a week in advance mm-hmm. and then you're just like, Oh shit. Oh, I forgot to tell them that all the stuff that I use to make sound is gone. Is gone. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, if you guys want to get me like a recorder that I can play into a microphone, I think we can do that. You know, it's just you, you stop making excuses. You got to come. You got to come correct. And a lot of people, I think, would would agree with me. The Faceless was a band that I mean, they 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 could have hit the ceiling with the metal world. They could have brought a whole different thing because when they came out, their sound, their style, it was not deathcore. It was not this. It was something original. It was great. You know, I think Planetary Duality really said it for a lot of people, which is almost 10 years old now, which is, again, crazy to me. But the point is, is that they've gone nowhere, really. They really suck at that same rut because of all their drama and problems. So with that, it's almost like they're only hurting themselves. Right. You know, I, 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 well, I, I own their three records. Will I buy their fourth one? Not interested. You guys. <laughs> you know, like not at all. Look, my radar is going to a band that actually got their shit together. Right. Well, we need like Bumble Tick to give them like a two star review or something. So maybe they can <laughs> get over so it. Maybe buddy. they can like kind of see that and go, you know what? That's constructive criticism. Let me get our shit together. If we if he changes his review to a one star, it's all on you, I don't bro. Because I know <laughs> you know. I do. I can win this guy over, man. I know it. Uh, or a guy or girl. I don't know. But the point is, like, I know it. I know we're good enough well, to maybe, get a three star maybe he'll give maybe he'll give us like a one and a half star review, right? Because you like, can't do that. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought maybe so. he's like, well, he's like, I love half the show. You know, what I mean? well, so, I think a two star review is half the show. He loves the interviews, but let's move on. Let's move okay. on. So, anyways, the faceless guys, get your shit together. Um, come on, man, you guys are way too tell. Well, Michael Keen, I guess. Well, especially when it's the same. Like, how many times are you going to give the same excuse? You know, it's just like when you're talking. It's a about- different excuse every time, but it's always an excuse, right? Bad right. things happen to bands. Too. But again, though, like when all of your stuff gets stolen, you don't wait a week to let your fans know that all of your shit got stolen. I mean, obviously, when you're in a band and and some cock suck fuck face. Wants to steal all of your gear, which is like the lowest thing I think you can possibly do to someone. I agree. You know, I mean, you have to let everyone know that, look, there's a reason why we're not coming. And it's because of this. Feel sorry for us. We'll come back when we can. And then you have to, when you have the reputation, prove that you're not lying. That's the issue that they didn't do. It was Mm -hmm. just a, I mean, it's a Facebook post, you know, like if a a girl's getting a divorce because they found out it was so long. It's like, nobody's going to read this. I want to hook him up to a lie detector just to make sure. (laughs) He's like, oh, your heart's being pretty fast there, buddy. What's going on here? So that story in comparison to this next story is very little. Okay. So Pentagram's uh, front man, Bobby Liebling, um, he possibly here. And another thing, they, they, Liebling. Liebling. Did I say it wrong? Liebling. I'm, I'm bad with last names. Anyways. I just um, like to say Liebling. Also, bad rap, bad reputation, you know, kind of has, you know, women bands have left his tours because he's been, you know, very aggressive and inappropriate with them. But anyways, that's beyond the point. That's well, what we're well, talking about. Right. But he uh, possibly assaulted his 80-year-old mother because hey, he's currently in jail um, awaiting assault charges. Um, Mom and- should have had that meatloaf ready. Mm. All right? I don't care if you're 80 and you got a busted hip and you can barely move. I want my cereal or else it's coming back around. So we're assuming that he lives with his mother. Uh, yes. He's 63. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I don't know, dude. What, 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 what would possess somebody to knock their 80-year-old mom out? Or, well, I don't know. Or, or, or what, push him to the ground or, or Exactly. What's assault but like, that's what to I'm an 80-year-old woman? It's virtually like pushing them to the no, ground. Assault to an 80-year-old woman is flicking her in the chest. That's okay? horrible. That is, that, it's, that's assault to an 80-year-old woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like throwing a piece of spaghetti at an 80-year-old woman could break her back in three places. You know what I mean? It's just like... Then the only reason why I'm assuming why he lives with his mom is because the only way... I can see someone assaulting their mom as if their mom is on their case all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're kind of like throw mama from the train. Where Great that, movie. Yeah, where she's just up Danny DeVito's ass all the time. Nobody's know? seen it that's listening yeah, to the show. Or, 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 or Psycho, you know what I mean, like Norman Bates. Wow, you're going older. I'm talking about moms <laughs> that push the fucking button. But what I'm saying is, is like, I'm not saying this woman deserved it, but what I'm saying is, is that they probably spent way too much time around each other. You know, yeah, no, dude, she this is all she's like, clean your room at 60, clean your 60 year old room. You yeah. know what I mean? And she, he just lost it. Well, here's the thing, dude, is like, is there any way not to be a villain 
in no. this situation. That's no, the guy's the a fucking scumbag no matter what. Yeah. You assaulted an 80-year-old person. doesn't even have to be your mom. Taking it, assaulting your 80-year-old mom cranks it up to another level. Now you're a whole, now you're a piece of shit cubed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now you're, now you're a piece of shit to the third power. Like it's just no way. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I think a lot of people are, I'm a fan of Pentagram, but I've stopped really, you know, getting in there because of such, such things. But, uh, anyways, uh, I'm trying to think of bands that I, that I've stopped listening to because of shit they did. Guns and Roses. Past. You still listen to them? Yeah. Oh, I don't still like Guns N' Roses. No, I'm, but it, I'm talking about like stuff they've done in their personal life that was like made known. Oh, man. I mean, there were accusations that Axl Rose beat up Stephanie Seymour back in the '90s, but oh man, I, I just I, like I said, I, I'm just not a fan of of Axl Rose, so I won't support him. But I mean, yeah, if someone did something like this, would you keep continuing? You know, it'd be hard. You know, it'd yeah, be it'd hard. be hard. You know, I mean, like, they would have to put out like an amazing album. Like it would have to be their version of the White Album or something for me to go. You know what? But beat with, the shit out of your mom. But God, I, this is a toe tapping ditty. But that's the point is that like it's a band. So you know, there's three other guys in this band that have nothing to do with this. Like they're gonna suffer because of this tie-in, unless they held the mom's arms while he punched her in the stomach. Moving on, could have happened. <laughs> no, bro, you, you took it there. You took it to the extreme. But anyway, though, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, exactly. The, the other guys, I feel bad for the other guys. They're going to tour without him in Europe. So, either, you know, uh, I believe the guitar, t- the guitar player will be singing. So hopefully if that goes over well and the response is good, maybe. The problem is, is that, you know, Bobby Liebling is, is He's just so important to Pentagram. Like, to band. me, visually, every yeah. time I've seen him live, the, the dude, he creaks out there like a little D.O. Like, he's maybe 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, yeah. five. He's a little dude, like real scrawny guy. But um, he's the band. Yeah, it's important. I'm sorry, he's, he's the man. band. You get rid of that dude, there's no band. Yeah, you know. So, and they'll be uh, yeah, they'll be playing Psycho Vegas out here in August mm-hmm. as well. I don't know if Bobby Liebling will be there. It'll just be the three. But uh, you know, I'll be there to see. And um, he was here last year, and like I said, they did. They were fantastic, dude. They were fantastic. There's no doubt about it that they got great songs, great music. But can't be beating up eighty year old people. Yeah, can't be beating up eighty year old people. Not even eighty year old people. Eighty year old person who pushed you out of her pussy. Like it's just like Jesus, bro. I'm sorry, Jesus. Eighty year old person who gave birth to you and made you alive. Metal BBC is gonna change the review to one star (laughs) with that fucking mouth. Shut up, bro. (laughs) Jesus, it's so good to see how you're so offended when I use a certain word. It's yeah. just that here's the thing: it's the aggression and the vulgarity. Like it's like you just you oh, you, you you sometimes are a Louis C.K. punchline. You know how he just goes like it's normal. It's normal. Extreme. Ten past the hour. Just it's chaotic. Sh- Craig. I'm trying to do the exact opposite of this. Trying to be the exact opposite. Jump into the. I'm trying to be the exact opposite of that. Gotcha. All right. All right. So moving on, guys. Uh, I don't know. So Des from uh, Devil Driver and uh, Cold Chamber. I'm a huge fan of Devil Driver. I think a lot of the metal guys do like Devil Driver. I think Cold Chamber is one of the worst bands of all time. Yeah, they were like Juco jeans, weren't they? Junko jeans? Jinko. Jinko jeans. I don't know what Juco is. Jinko. Jinko. It's okay. You don't have to know that. The the point is is that he's said, he's telling fans that, hey, he's going to start playing Cold Chamber songs during Devil Driver. Why? Why in the world would he do this to us? There's like eight Devil Driver records. There's a bunch of material that's really good. That is sounding good. That's Devil Driver. That's what we like. Cold Chamber well, what if he puts is that so devil, dated and crappy. Like, it's like the worst devil, band ever. What if he puts that Devil Driver spin on it, though? Huh? What, he's going to say Loco or Bradley? Have you heard the lyrics? Go read a, a no, Cold Chamber. Dumb as li- shit. They're the yeah. worst songs ever, man. Dude, and I've just, seen Cold Chamber live. I saw them open for Typo back in the day. They were horrible then. Dude, Jinko Jeans. Devil Driver is a great live band. There is no reason to mix these bands in one. I don't care if he was a lead singer for both. He somehow got out of that cold chamber, like horribleness into a great metal lifer. Like, and to mix these bands to me, I don't know. Maybe everybody is fans of both these bands. I cannot imagine that you well, can like cold chamber and devil. Driver. I mean, I can't I, imagine you can like, I think, I think there's certain songs though, that are completely like when you're listening to like genres and stuff like that. Like I love songs that don't belong in any, that don't come close to metal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy, you know what I mean? Like, I love Neil Diamond. Yeah, yeah I fucking said it. That's okay. You can I, say that. All right. I, I will say it. Okay. You said it a few times. I thought maybe you were going to argue with me. No, no. I thought maybe it was going to turn into this, you know, like just fucking screaming. Like, he let day. every he, he, Oh, podcasters. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Podcast listen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you know, but, but again, it's like, but that doesn't mean I don't, I don't love metal. 
You know what I mean? It's just I think I do. I don't but, know why, but, why. Why are you just justifying that if you like Neil Diamond, you can't like metal? No, because what I'm saying is, is like, why can't you like Cold Chamber if you like Devil Driver? It makes those. I mean, it's, uh, you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I just don't want to hear Cold Chamber songs. That's what it is. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'd rather hear like Fury of the Maker's Hand or or maybe anything off Winter's Kills over you know anything off Cold Chamber's. Right? Maybe you're racist against Cold Chamber. You ever think of that? Hmm? Hmm? Dude, I'm not even going to comment on that. That's think a loaded of, question. Yeah. All right, it it's a loaded question. Very loaded. I don't think if you have Jinko James, you're a fool. I'm not going to say you're better. You know, I'm just, you're messing me with me. I'm just trying to ruin your reputation I so know. I could be number one on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I so instead of me riding your coattails, you riding mine. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can switch this up. No problem. No, no problem. No. So no. so uh, yeah, people respond. If you're fans of Devil Drivers and Colt, if you're like both bands, send a comment in the in the comment section. I'm really curious. I for one can't stand Cold Chamber. Never could stand Cold Chamber. And uh, I thought Devil Driver was a, is still a great great band. You know, so to go back and do that, it makes no sense. But that's what. But that's kind of like what makes metal fun, though. That's what makes this podcast fun is just because yeah, I, I subjectivity. Like, I, now I love watching Pete show his snobby side. I'm dude. This is a little elitist of me, ain't it? Yes, yeah. very elitist. The one reason why we didn't get a one star from Bumble Tits, you know what I mean? It's like because you're not as much as an elitist, you know. But I'm just saying. Speaking of elitists, dude. Yes. Next news story. All right. So uh, n- neither a tool or a perfect circle record will be re- released in like 2017. A I'm You're a metal, a metal hipster. hipster. Is that what I am? Yeah, you That's are. kind of insulting. Yeah, get your pipe. And if, and if you didn't have alopecia, I'd be like, grow out the beard. Yeah, I'm not growing out. I can't grow out the beard. Come on, Arcade Fire. Is that is that what hipster music is? Mumford and Sons. Sons. Yeah. Is, that what, is that what hipster music is? I don't know. What the fuck yeah, hipster. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just like you. I like you drowning. No, no. I, no I'm just saying, but you got the same pretentiousness as a hipster. Oh, because when I don't it comes like Cold Chamber. No, when it comes to metal in general. Like... There are things I am very dude. I say this all the time, and I feel bad about it. But I'm very close minded. I only listen to metal. Yeah. Like people always ask me, "Oh, what about rap or pop?" I don't care. Right? I don't care at all. I just listen to metal. So it makes me, in some way, uh, yes, I, pretentious and I will shitty. Tell you, I'll tell you. But what, I'll tell you this, okay? If I want to support this genre, and I decided this is what I want to do, I think I don't need to get. Um, I don't need the snowstorm of all the other genres. I will tell you this, metal. though. I will tell you this. Once we get a Cold Chamber interview, Pete's going to be like, oh, dude, I love what you guys did. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen. Listen. Okay. Let's be totally honest. Let's be, let's be we honest. We will sell out. I, I, I will not. I would not say I like Cold Chamber to Des, but I would tell him I love Devil Driver, yes. I would, and I would ask him the question point blank. Now, I'm not going to be rude about it because, of course, you know, well, I'm a fan. If, right. I'm, I'm a legitimate fan. I'm just saying if I, if I pay money to see him live, and I think a lot of, a lot of people out there are like me, they, we don't want to hear Cold Chamber songs. We don't want to hear it. You, we usually get an hour set out of them tops. It's rare you're going to get like a, a headlining 90-minute set out of Devil Driver. I think four Cold Chamber songs? See, I think, I think, I do think, though, if there are fans of the band and they know the band's history mm-hmm. and the guy busts out into a Cold Chamber song, I think about half of that crowd is going to cheer for it. I think about half of that, I think half that crowd that really follows the band. Maybe. You know, maybe dude. that really follows the band. They will, they they'll, they'll like the. Well, like okay, Cold Here, here's a perfect example. All right, so you got Jamie Joss has got a solo project. He sings more at the Josta project. You know, he, they just released a Lost Chapters EP or something like that. And then you got Hatebreed. Mm-hmm. I don't want him mixing those at all. I I, I am okay with the Josta. I'm not stuff. gonna lie. I haven't heard. I haven't heard, heard the Josta stuff. I haven't heard the Josta. Yeah. Stuff. So I, like I said, uh, I'm okay with that stuff. But if I see Hatebreed, I want it, I want Hatebreed. I don't want him to mix the songs, even if there's a hit on that Josta side. And then if he's touring with Josta, All I right. want to see Josta. What I don't want to see him mix them what up, if even you though saw, he's the same voice. What if you saw Hell Yeah and they brust, busted out a Pantera song? No. No? Yuck. Are you kidding me? I'm 100% serious. Why? I don't want to see Hell Yeah do Pantera songs. Why wouldn't you? You you mean to tell me the crowd wouldn't go nuts if Bro, they if they if they played I the saw first couple damage of, plan if they oh, played we're podcasting the first, now yeah, if they, yeah exactly like if they <laughs> LeBron James Yo, is the best ever. Than LeBron. <laughs> but no but like but no like if they if hell yeah broke out like the first four chords of you know walk you don't think that hell yeah crowd wouldn't lose their fucking minds. Bro, you don't think they would? If Metallica broke, if anybody broke out the four chords of "Walk," they'd lose their mind. I don't want downplaying Pantera songs, but dude. All, but if they did, but if they did, and all of a sudden you heard Philip and Selmo 
all of a sudden break into the first opening parts of, of these songs. Like, you mean to tell me that the, the people that had to go see Down, they aren't secretly with their fingers crossed going, oh, fuck, wouldn't it be awesome if they played some tracks off Far Beyond Driven or something like that? You mean, you mean to tell me that that wouldn't happen? No, I think uh, for ah, me, see. for me, I wouldn't be happy about it. Like, but we, we talked about this many Metal times on hipster. the show. I'm not Metal, a hipster, dude. I don't hipster. I just, I, I follow your the bands. Pipe. I want to listen to the, I want to listen to the album, the new album. I don't, uh, dude, I definitely want to, I definitely don't want hell yeah to start covering Pantera songs. I'm not saying I want them to do that. I'm not saying I want them to do that. But what I'm saying is though, is people you, would be happy. People would be happy. It would make people happy. And it would also become like an internet sensation. Like that, that news would blow up. Well, I mean, it would be a click, but then, yeah. then we all know they're living in their past. And I mean, like or I said, it's, it's, it's living, you can look at it as living in the past or you can look at it as giving the people what they want. Yeah, there's, a, there's an argument. I mean, but you know, I, I, I see both sides to the equation there. I just personally, like I said, I, I don't like cover mm. bands and songs. Mum- I, I'm not a fan of it, dude. Mumford and, and, and Devil Driver is covering Cold Chamber. Okay. That's what it is. I get it. I don't like. I understand. Cold Chamber, but that's no, no, no. Believe me, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Uh, yeah, and I, I appreciate. It. So back to the story that we just walked right over. Tool and Perfect Circle are not putting an album in 2017. Like Axl Rose, there's a point where it's like, dude, you guys don't give a shit about your fans. No, I don't think that's it at all. Okay, I'm not saying that that is it, but let's let me let me get the thought out. You guys don't care about your fans. Um, you guys are refusing to put out records for some some reason. Like, do you give up on them or do you just wait this out? It's been 11 years, I think. I don't think. Since the last 2006, right? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's going to be 11 years next year because it's been 10 years since 10,000 days. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I look at it this way where a perfect circle day. Different. They, it's a, that's a different, different example. example yeah. but there, That was a side project. But right. Like I said, but nobody's, they are, nobody's clamoring. Right. But what, it, but what I'm saying is, though, is the difference between like an Axl Rose or a Maynard is Maynard, you know, it's not one of those things where he made people wait three, four hours to come out, you know, and then all of a sudden he comes out two, 2 a.m., you know. I don't know why I feel it's not Maynard that's holding up the tool record. No, it, it, it's, I feel it, it's more going to be on the Adam well, Jones if you, side if you, of the if band. You, Maybe I'm wrong. If you read a little bit, if you read a little bit on it, it's yeah. like the band Tool themselves have been meeting up a couple of times a week and working on new music for a long time. Uh, yeah, I know, like a very long time. It's so, been cryptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then what they have needed is Mater to sit in with them. But you know, he's got he's got that guy's got so many fucking projects. You know, he's got. He's got the two side bands and a can, perfect circle. Hey, can you imagine if Tool played a Pussifer song? Oh, God. Yeah, there's my point right there. Okay, I get that. Don't want that, right? I get that, but I'm going to tell you right now, there is nothing worse than Pussifer. God <laughs> damn that. I'll listen to Cold Chamber every second of the day if you would tell me that I will never get to hear Pussifer again. Who's like, the hipster now? <laughs> dude, no, bro. We bro. all got the bands that oh, rub us the so wrong gross. way, dude. So gross, yeah. right? But if Pussifer wanted to play Tool songs... Wouldn't, wouldn't everybody in that crowd be like, oh, thank God, the night is saved? Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that? Yes. Maybe. So, so there you go. So right back at and you. And that's how I lose an argument. Yeah. You win. Yeah, Mumford and bitch. <laughs> that's your name. No, no but anyway. <laughs> but, but no, I, I, and with Maynard, though, it's like he's got so many different projects. He's got Pussifer. He's got a perfect circle. He's got his wine. He just got done. He just released a book. So, I mean, this guy is in constant motion and I don't think that he puts, I don't think he puts tool as much as a priority. That's what it is. But I don't think that's so much of a disrespect to the fans. Now, granted the way the guy is towards his fans, very, I'm They're famous dude because of tool. He's got all that money to make wine and write books because of tool. So to me, the priority should be like, Hey, this is my flagship. This is what got me where I am today. But he also, but you can also, but you can obviously see though that he wants to get away from that. You, you were talking about living in the past. You, you don't, you well, don't if want. If you put out a new record, you're not living in the past. But they're constantly touring their old stuff. Yeah, they, they are a nostalgia act at this point. You are. You're right. Tool 100 percent is. You are. You, you know? are right. You are so, right. So, um, and there's a lot of bands that I think fall into that. Like I said, alternative heavy. You know, if you don't want to call them metal or alternative progressive thing that are active and putting out records and. You know, not overthinking it. So, anyways, it's it's disappointing to me because I am a fan. I'm a huge fan. You know, of Tool. I think most people are. I I love it, and uh, but I want the, a new record. And the one thing though, you got to understand with this guy is when you're a perfectionist, shit takes long. 
You know, shit yeah, takes Rosetta a Stone long time. was perfection. Look, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm with you 100%. But this guy really, this guy really has an idea of how he wants it to sound. And yeah. it's, and if it's got to take him 10 years to make it happen, he's not going to put it out until he's ready to put it out. And that's unfortunately shitty for us. The yeah, fans. That's true. So let's talk about some good news. We're going to move into our interview here with, um, 18 visions, James Hart vocalist, uh, here. So, uh, got the pleasure to talk to him. Very excited about this reunion album. Here we go. And this is Pete and Brandon with the Metal Sucks Podcast. We got on the phone James Hart from 18 Visions. How are you doing, man? How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. So it's been uh, 10 years, man. Welcome back. Um, tell us who initiated the reunion and the story behind the new record. Yeah, oh, man. It's uh, kind of crazy how it all kind of happened. Um, we've, been, we've talked about doing it a couple of times. Uh, once back in 2012 and again in 2014. And I think it was back in September, Keith reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to work on some music with him. And I wasn't doing anything at the time and um, super interested in, you know, working with him always. Um, Me and him have a great writing chemistry together. So kind of just started out as that. Uh, Started out as something that was just going to be for fun. We had no idea um, who was going to play, what it was going to be, what it was going to be called. Um, I didn't even really have any idea what the music direction was. Um, he just kind of brought up that he wanted to work on some songs that were brought to the table uh, back in 2012 and 2014. So I knew it was on the heavier side, so I was you know, stoked to be doing that. And as I started writing to this and started demoing it on my own, um, we kind of loosely talked about what kind of platform we wanted to do. And... Um, you know, I brought up reaching out to Ken and, and Trevor and Trevor was in right away on board and Ken, unfortunately, um, you know, wasn't able to commit the time to doing whatever it is that we were going to or wanted to do, which at that point we were super uncertain of anyways. Um, from there, I think me and Keith kind of had the notion that it was just going to be a, a new band with the three of us and, I think Trevor kind of thought that it was going to, you know, uh, kind of already just be 18 visions without Ken. And it was super touchy subject for us doing it without Ken since he was one of the founding members with me. Um, And then it got to the point one night where, you know, we're a few songs in at the studio, um, just kind of working on an EP at the time we thought. And I brought up the Keith, you know, hey, like, so again, like, what do you, you know, what do you want this to be? I feel like, you know, if we play some shows, we got to play some 18 V tunes. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally, I would want to. And I was like, that was, kind of sounds like 18 Visions a little bit to me. And he's like, yeah, it totally does. And I was like, all right, man, who are we trying to kid? Yeah. And so, yeah. How much, uh, what's the most important thing when it came to getting everyone back together? Was it just everybody being on the same page or was it timing? Uh, the same page. I think timing had a lot to do with it as well. Um, I think when we talked about doing it in 2012, um, I still had a lot of freedom to go out and, you know, tour relentlessly. Uh, Keith was starting to build a home life. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't there yet. I know Ken was still out on the road. Trevor was out on the road doing a bunch of different bands. So it's, it felt like, you know, that was something that could happen. But it, um, I, I think Keith, you know, wasn't fully there where he wanted to like dedicate, you know, uh, a, a large portion of his life to touring again, which I totally understand. And, you know, fast forward here um, to 2017 and, and that was another big issue is like, you know, what do we want out of this? We don't, we don't want a lot of pressure. We want to have fun with it. Um, you know, in the, in the past, the last couple of records we did make kind of came with, with some pressure and some expectations and, and, you know, we really didn't want to load ourselves with that at all. So I think the first, the first thing was just like, Hey, let's have fun making this music um, and, and just writing whatever we want and kind of taking whatever approach we wanted to, we wanted to take. And when it came to playing shows, it was more or less like, well, you know, we definitely are at the point in our lives where we can't become that full-time touring band anymore where we're out on the road, you know, eight to 10 months a year. Um, 
you know, but we can do some cool things if, if it makes sense for us and, you know, if it comes our way. Um, and, you know, this is all before we had signed to Rise Records and we were just kind of kind of do this little self-release EP. And, you know, we didn't really know, you know, what we were going to do. So it was just like the thing we wanted to do most was just have fun with it. And uh, for newer fans... What do you feel would be the first 18 Visions album you'd like them to hear? Would you like them to start off with, you know, the new one, 18, coming out June 2nd? Or like, are you wondering to wait, or you want them to go back and check out the catalog before they check you guys, uh, check out the new album? You know, I think um, if somebody's checking us out for the first time, me personally, I, I would tell them to start at the beginning and just be patient and get from point A to point B. Uh, lifeless all the way to 18 and kind of go on this journey with us. And, you know, you might not like some of where the journey goes and you might not even like where it starts off at. Um, But I think that once you get to the end, you'll like where it finishes. Right on, right on, man. So the Orange County scene you guys came up in, it produced a lot of great metal and hardcore bands. I mean, which, which band were you guys closest to during that era? Oh man, it's uh, it's tough. It was it's so incestual, you know. Um, I think Throwdown was we were super close to Throwdown, um, partially because of Keith and and Ken at the time playing um, drums and Throwdown for a bit, and we did some some touring with them. We did you know I think a couple of U.S. tours, and our first time over to Europe was with Throwdown. So we have like a lot of great uh, experiences with that band. Um, you know, I, we, I feel like we were pretty close with, with every band in general, too. But I, I think Throwdown, we, we had definitely this, we were both at this stage in our careers where we were going out on the road quite a bit, and we were both super young, and it was just, you know, throwing caution to the wind and showing that like, we didn't know what a load-in time was back then or what set times were. It was just kind of like show up whenever you want and, like, load in your gear and play and the rest of the day it was just like dicking around you know waiting to get to the show so you get there wasn't like a competitive spirit because you guys were all just kind of friends kind of helping each other out was there was there a band you were most competitive with maybe that you you guys were growing up in that scene um i mean not for me um i i never really cared i was i was always you know rooting for our friends bands to you know be successful um I'm sure that there was, you know, some people in some of the other bands that, you know, might've been a little bit more competitive, um, you know, and might've been a little bit sort of envious of what some of the other bands were doing at the pace that they were doing it. Um, you know, and a lot of that just has to do with, you know, being available and being able to go out on the road full time and, and build that fan base. Um, you know, some bands were, were able to do that and some bands were not. And I think that that's kind of, what set a lot of the bands in Orange County apart from each other was whether you're able to pack up and and get out and go on the road or whether you weren't. And there's a lot of great bands from Orange County that were coming up back then that, you know, were a little slower to, you know, kind of progressing and get out there or just weren't even able to get out there at all. And you guys had your rise on former label trust kill prior to going to Epic records. What was the biggest difference between being on an indie label as opposed to a major label? Gosh, man. Um, expectations, one. Um, and, and two, um, I, I would say you lose a lot of control um, on on a lot of different levels because when you sign to a major, you know, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of financial backing behind it. A lot of money's being put into a lot of different places, so you kind of have to go with the flow a little bit, even, even if you don't creatively uh, agree with, um, you know, the marketing plan or what should be the first single or, you know, the visual aesthetics. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a, a lot that, a lot that you lose. And, you know, for us, I think the greatest part about all this right now is that we're able to kind of do things on our own terms. Um, you know, we had this record pretty much finished 
before we handed it into Rise, and they were just stoked to be a part of doing whatever it is we're doing. And the amount of like control that we have creatively um, is just so uh, it's such a breath of fresh air for us. Um, you know, when we were so restricted on the last album, some of the things that we could do or wanted to do, um, all the way from album packaging to, um, you know, first single and, and video. And, uh, Trustkill had a bad reputation from a lot of artists and did you guys make out all right? Or did you have some of the same issues? Is that why you left? <laughs> I mean, so for us, you know, we got upstream to Epic at a point when a lot of those issues started to surface. So for us, we were, we were in a different place and, at the time, you know, we didn't really care. Looking back now, like, yeah, if, if you know, of course, if, if, any, if any of our bands go back and ask for, you know, statements and, and reports, you know, there's going to be a lot of money owed to a lot of different people. Um, you know, we weren't very privy to that and what was going on back then. It just wasn't... Um, it, it wasn't the focal point. It wasn't in the forefront. You know, our, our management at the time had taken us from Trust Kill and got us upstream to Epic, and, and, and that had become the focal point. I think we weren't worried about, you know, what album sold and how much of it sold and how much we were due and all that other stuff where uh, a lot of these other bands that were still on Trust Kill did experience that, and, you know, it, it did become an issue with them. You know, and, and looking back, you know, of course, like, you know, you'd love to see, you know, the benefits of, of your hard work, but, you know, it's only so much you can do at this point. That's true, man. So the, the last active bassist in your band, unfortunately, passed away, uh, Mick Morris. You do have a tribute song, Live Again, on the on the new album. Um, any memories you want to share about Mick to the fans? Gosh, um there's a cool little um, a, a little thing that I wrote. It's about a paragraph um, on the inside of the album. Um, I believe it's on the CD as well, but it's it's um, it's on the vinyl version for sure. And it just kind of loosely touches how you know how I met him um, back in Salt Lake City, and you know what it was like, you know, kind of touring with his band or playing shows with his band, Clear. And then, you know, having him join our band and like what he brought to the table and, you know, it's what kind of person he was to be around. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I ever really was able to get in depth about, you know, the loss of him, um, you know, after after he passed away. I wasn't really, you know, approached about doing any press. But, yeah, it's um, definitely unexpected. Uh, gosh, I mean sharing the stage with that dude night in and night out was just, you know, is phenomenal. I think that, that those are, for me, those are like the great memories. There's not any, like, I mean, sure. There's crazy, cool and, and funny stories um, that, you know, get brought up from time to time being on tour and shenanigans and whatnot. But for me, it's just like being on stage with him and the chemistry we had together on stage and some of the shows, you know, we were able to play together. One that, you know, sticks out in my mind is, um, a download festival in the UK. Um, it was just, yeah, just being on stage with that dude night in and night out was, uh, was a, a treat. Excellent, man. And, and also the lyrics for live again, uh, did that take a lot of time for you to write or was it kind of easy? Yeah. So, you know, Keith actually wrote, um, the majority of that song. Oh. Um, and so he kind of wanted to touch on, on that subject a little bit. Um, yeah, so, uh, so something people don't know, uh, Keith contributes lyrically now and again. Um, and I've never been one to, you know, put the brakes on that. So he came up with this idea and, you know, he had the first verse and, and the chorus kind of written. Um, I contributed the second chorus, or the second verse in song. So it's a little, the first verse was a little more, um, a, a little bit more uplifting, um, and the second verse that I wrote, it came to me just instantly because of all the emotion that I was feeling. And I hadn't really touched on, you know, what his loss meant to me and experiencing that. Um, and I, you know, I kind of took it to a little darker place, a little sadder place. I think Keith was more in the mindset of writing something that, 
you know, made him feel good and, um, you know, uh, it was maybe uplifting for him. For me, um, you know, I probably was the closest one to Mick out of the band. So I think that it just touched me in, you know, a, a darker way personally. Um, and I hope people, uh, I hope people like it. Cool, man. Cool. Um, and what cities or towns are you most excited to bring the, the new album to the reunited, the reunited 18, 18 visions, visions to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, what city or town are you most excited to bring the reunited 18 visions? to? Oh. Are you looking forward to playing? From uh, I mean, you know, we're definitely looking forward to playing, you know, our hometown for sure. Uh, just because it's, you know, this is, this is where it all started for us, you know? Um, so we're excited for that. Hopefully, you know, we can get out, get back east. I would love to play, uh, you know, like New York City or New Jersey. Um, those were always killer shows for us. And then overseas, um, you know, hitting over the U.K., uh, Manchester was always a really, really killer spot for us. London was always fun. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be fortunate enough this time around or, you know, this with this album to, you know, get back over there and experience some of these places again. And uh, do you plan on doing a headlining tour or are you just going to take a support tour and then launch into a headlining tour? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I think right now we just kind of want to take things one step at a time. Um, you know, we don't have anything else confirmed outside of the show. Um, like I said, we didn't want to put a ton of expectations on, on ourselves and on the band and on the album. So, um, we really didn't know or don't know what it's going to, you know, hold for us outside of the show. Is it, is it going to be, you know, an amazing response and people are going to want to book the band and people are going to want to have us in, in their cities or, you know, is it just going to be one of those, you know, things where it's a, it's a one-time show or, you know, I, I, I definitely think we're going to get out there more, but we just, we don't, we don't know. You know, I think that this first show back will kind of, uh, kind of tell us where we're at with everything um but i mean I, I can tell you that we all definitely want to get out there and play more than just this one show excellent dude so a lot of great reunion albums have been coming out like uh what is your favorite reunion album when a band took a break you know 10 years or whatever and came back out what, which one was uh which one would you pick as your favorite See, probably um black gives way to blue by allison james oh that's a good one um I think a lot of people thought that band was dead um, and that Lane was irreplaceable. Um, I always kind of saw that as Jerry Cantrell's band. Um, you know, I feel like he was the one that orchestrated all the music and the writing and the direction. Um, I, I know he contributed a ton lyrically as well. So I felt like it was just, you know, with this new guy, um, you know, how was he able to deliver it on the recording? We had the chance right before we broke up to play a couple of festivals with them uh, before their album had been released, and I thought he was great live. So, you know, being a huge Allison Chains fan, I was excited to see, um, you know, what they were going to do on the album, and I definitely was not disappointed. Yeah, it, w it was excellent, dude, and you nailed it. Like they are amazing live. Yeah, now. William Duvall. That, that's that the dude, that's yeah. the guy who took yeah. over from Late Staley. I mean, he is amazing. So, uh, which band do you? Yeah, th oh, they sorry, just have but... it all dialed in. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So, uh, which band do you? Uh, last question for you. Which band do you think needs to reunite, or you hope would reunite at this stage? Oh man, jeez, that's that's. That's a tough one. Um, My answer was always Faith No More, and they did uh, it. So I don't have one now. So. Yeah, they they did. Yeah, I saw that show. That was killer. Um, Soundgarden came back a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, At the Gates came back. Um, you know, these are all these are all bands that you know I I grew up loving. Um, trying to trying to turn back the clock a little bit. Jeez. Um, that's a tough question. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I threw it Beatles, at you. Be be Beatles, Beatles are out of the question, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, no Fleetwood Mac. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac's good. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, dude, if you can't answer, I get it. I can't. I'm thinking right now as I asked it, and I'm like, I, I got nothing. Yeah. Everybody got back together, refused. Gla- glass jaws back, jawbreakers back. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of 90s punk bands. Like, is there one that I'm missing that went away? No, nah, nothing I can Like, Bad Religion, Pennywise, they're all, yeah, mean, they're all still going. Now. I mean, my, minor, minor Threat would be cool. That would be amazing. There you go. That's a great answer. All right. Yeah. We'll take that answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's acceptable. Fugazi, too. Are they even technically broken up? I don't know. I don't. I think I. I, can I don't think so. Yeah, I think technically they're still active in a way. So, anyways, uh, James, we really appreciate the fact that you gave us this chat, man. Let us talk to you, everybody. Get out there. Uh, it's Friday, June second. The new, the new album, eighteen. It comes out there. Make sure you buy the physical copy. See the tribute they did to Mick Morris inside that booklet. That stuff's important, guys. So don't, don't, uh, don't, don't not buy that physical copy there. So uh, James Hart from super, eighteen Vision. Super excited. podcast.
right, guys. So the first song you heard was uh, the opener to the new album, 18 Visions. The album is 18. It's out June 2nd. That song is Crucified. The second song is the first single off the record. They also have the official music video out there uh, if you want to go check it out for the song Oath. Um, and those are the two. Those, like I said, we got the record after the fact. There's a lot of catchy choruses, a lot of good melodies, yeah. a lot of good, like, like and these, are the, these songs are just like, cutthroat bangers i think what they're putting out there is just letting you guys know hey this is the 18 vision you know prior to the obsession era in a way you know and that's when i got into the band was like the obsession era so for me when i heard this record i was like oh okay yeah so it's a really I, i'm a fan of the record kind of getting sure. back to their roots is that, is that what yeah well the like i said the, the roots the roots before me right because to me this was like the heaviest thing i've ever heard them do which mm-hmm. makes me want to go back and listen, and to, listen the, to the to the other stuff. Yeah. So, and the one thing about like James Hart's voice, when I do hear it, he's one of those guys that came out first and was mimicked so much. Like you realize it now in 2017, there's like so many guys took this singing style. But when you hear the original kind of person do it, it 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 it's just exciting all around. So, again, guys, June second on that one. So, um, hey, that's it for this episode, guys. The iTunes reviews, just throw them out there: five star, one star, three star, whatever. Like I said, um, constructive criticism always welcome. We want to keep you guys we want to make the show better and we do actually listen to this stuff we're not just trying to be like cocky assholes all the time but we also want to make sure you're laughing happy enjoying this and realize you know medals for the masses and, and we all love you guys so anyways until next week my friends the metal sucks podcast we'll see you guys next week bye bye thanks bumble tea leaf <laughs> this is the jabberjaw podcast network